Hello everyone and welcome back to the Winners Club Podcast. Our purpose of today's episode is to highlight the importance on being street smart and educating that to the youth and above as it is a great skill to have and a vital skill to have in your back pocket. Now, if you are new to the channel, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and also turn on the bell notifications so this way you never miss an update of the Winners Club. You can also find all of our social medias down below in the description. Make sure to follow them so you can stay up to date on the Winners Club content. And you can also find the audio version of this episode that will be linked below down in the description as well. And now we hope you all have a lovely day and an awesome week. Now let's get into today's freestyle. Talking about street smart and why it's very important and should honestly be taught in schools, in my opinion. I feel that there's a lot of things in the world that aren't taught in schools that need to be highlighted. And I think street smart, depending on especially what area you've grown up in in life, it's kind of, some kids get it, some kids don't. It's usually the kids who are surrounded by that kind of area and understand it and they're taught from a young age. Mm. But, you know, it's like me, like for an example, like I never grew up around it. So I'm like trying to learn it now and put myself in environments so I can learn. But uh, what, what, what do you guys got to say about it? Do you think it's important? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, obviously I have somebody like my dad that's taught me a lot of street smarts growing up. And I think it's something that's very essential and kids don't have. A lot of kids that are obviously more in rural and suburban areas. I mean, some do, urban. of course, but like, depending on where you grow up, but it's more urban and it's good to know that kind of stuff. So that way, if you go into unfamiliar environments, you know how to handle yourself. Because if you go into something that's like, for example, like I'm gonna use like Baltimore as an example, right? A kid that grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. In the suburbs, right? Where everything's not really as jumpy, right? And then they go to Baltimore, they may not pick up on certain cues on what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And that could hurt them. That could be very detrimental to them. So. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, too, like you're saying, it's pretty much like a skill and something you got to be aware of at all costs. I think it's something that a lot of people, like you were saying, aren't in tune with. And it's just like you're saying, you got to go into a different environment. you got to experience it firsthand to really then understand. I think experience goes a long way with everything, you know, just – it's it's that for, it's like boxing for example like you're not going to know how to do your you know like your first sparring session for example you're not going to know you're not going to defend yourself the whole time you know, once you get hit in that face that's your first experience where it's like okay and then the next time the next time you spar you're going to know how to handle it so what you think well situational awareness is uh, it's a life skill and that goes you know no matter where you're where you're raised but you know growing up in Boston in the city you know it's I tell you every day and I've told you every day since you were two three years old about always being aware of your surroundings right because most of the things that most of your your victims in society you know tend to become victims because of just not being aware of what's going on you have mm. a lot of external factors you have a lot of distractions in life a lot of fast-paced moving you know a lot of, and, uh, a lot of fast pace in, the, in these cities where people just got their heads down walking on their cell phones you know, and uh, I have been, like I said, in law enforcement for a number of years. I spoke to a lot of individuals who committed crimes against individuals. And the one thing that they say is the one common denominator amongst, regardless of what race, what background, where the where the where the, uh, where the individual who committed the crime was from, they all said the same thing: my victim wasn't paying attention. They all say that's straight from them, whether to the jail setting or as we put the cuffs on them. It's. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a crime opportunity. So being away your surroundings can actually, like I said, it absolutely can save your life. 
you know, without question. You have that half second. Just being aware for that half second, you see that situation taking place. Being aware of what's going on, watching how people move in a room, you know, watching how people work in your surroundings, in your space. That's a big deal. Not to be hyper vigilant, I mean, not to be overly vigilant when you become paranoid. I'm not saying that. Just kind of just take notes of what is going on. Who's where? Why is that gentleman wearing a, like I said, a winter coat in his, in his July? Little things like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why is that guy still standing by that door? He hasn't left yet. What's he doing? Just take note of him. I'm not saying you got to go confront him. Just take note of him. And that's huge today in this world, whether you're in New York City or you're in rural Oklahoma. Things can happen. Said, just being aware of what's going on, that's street smarts, that street presence, those, that sixth sense is a big deal. Kind of like an instinct? Yeah, and then once again, I think you guys touched upon it, you guys have kind of been through it, particularly being in the moment. You can see it on TV. The good thing, the one thing you guys see in your generation today, you guys are seeing things in real time, raw and uncut, you know, on social media platforms and, and on your phones and so on. But, you, but there's still no substitute of actually being there. Say it all the time. It's one of the first things people say when they just experience a, or just they just were a part a, of a mass shooting or an active shooting situation. Well, I didn't expect it to happen here. You know, I really didn't. I didn't expect it. Well, you go into a shopping mall, and guess what? And you know, once again, we go back to the criminal mindset. Why they pick these certain locations to commit these crimes? Well, it's a weapon. It's this is a crime of opportunity. They want to take as many victims as possible, the shortest amount of possible. So, what do you usually find those? And victims there aren't going to usually push back or can't defend themselves. Schools, shopping malls, hospitals. Hospitals are places where, you know, emotional places. Nobody's really paying attention to anybody from a security standpoint. Think about people's health and, you know, hope this individual pulls through. So hospitals is another soft target. But you guys go to malls all the time, right? You ever, yeah. think, about, you know, you ever think about, wow, if, if, I'm walking down this, if I'm walking down this corridor of the mall and if there's a shooter coming this way, where do I go? It's unfortunate you got to think that way, but that can absolutely save your life, you know. So, yeah, situation awareness is huge and being and having great instincts, you know. What do you guys think about street smarts being taught in school? Obviously, it's not really um, a topic that's brought up in school systems, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's essential, you know. Do you guys think that it's something that should happen in the future? Well, I feel that – did you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I was going to say – I'm kind of, I think it's more so um, a family sort of thing. Like, I was always taught to my, like, you know, my family always said stranger danger. Like, stay away from people you don't know. Don't talk to people you don't know. Um, I think a lot of the times, too, I see people in schools even now are like, or like you are saying, New York City, those cities, they're wearing headphones out in public. And most of those are noise-canceling headphones, and you they're not really paying attention. They're just distracted, and, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, so always be aware of your surroundings but I do think um it should be family taught um whether that's a young age I think it should be you know a conversation you should have with your kids for them to always you know even defense tactics too I think learning you know boxing jujitsu any any sort of defense tactic just so you have it at your chip you know don't you know you want to control your defense you don't want to over it school though like the safety aspect and your awareness aspect should be taught yeah. in school i do give a lot of props to the dare program for teaching us that at a kind of a young age like yeah it was more about drugs but yeah. they still taught us you know not to talk to strangers mm-hmm. kind of be aware of your surroundings but i feel like it should be 
reinforced because remember that stopped in middle school yeah after that it was kind of like okay you're on your own you gotta figure it out and most families don't actually do that well remember what there used to be like a like a requirement like right, we had exactly. a what it was like an age period in middle school where you was you were, like it that, was yeah. there it was a class time like make it a genuine class where you're like I think, it was, just, I think it was its own class at one point it might have been i think mm-hmm. I, honestly i can't remember but i know like there were scheduled blocks of having that during like or like last period of the day or something mm. but i think that's i don't know if they still do i'm assuming they do yeah. but like regardless i think it should be um you know extended all the way up until high school because you would think that after a certain age people develop common sense but they don't you know me and we all know people that are same age as us and you know they still don't have common sense it's kind of just like so you know i really think that's uh big no, i agree i think i think that there should be some kind of discipline taught in, in school i know it's like kind of crazy but in like china everybody in china as kids know either jujitsu taekwondo ways of defending themselves <coughs> then they discipline it so they obviously they're like they're like a pit bull like a tame pit bull they have the ability to unleash themselves but they choose not to mm-hmm. but therefore they don't get taken advantage of because they're already psychologically adapted and physically capable so they're both intellectual and physically capable and that's why i feel like that it's like a well-rounded component of kind of like what you were saying of being i guess aware of your surroundings and having the confidence to defend yourself if necessary Absolutely. And, you know, we can go back to how, you know, we can get to the conversation of even over in Asia and China, just, just even their TikTok is different. A lot of their TikTok material, a lot, yeah. of, the, a lot of the information that's disseminated on TikTok is actually young individuals, young kids, uh, you, you know, utilizing and training in martial arts, being proficient in martial arts. You don't see a lot of the stuff that we see over here and, and the algorithms that are over here in the States and the UK you know, or, or Europe. Over there, it's about uplifting. And a lot of it's through martial arts, just gaining confidence, and that trans that translates over into their academics, and that translates over to their real world, and into their personal lives. But you know, just going back to you know, just being aware of your surroundings. You, you got to kind of you know, whether they teach it in school, they can teach it certainly in physical education. They can make it a part of the curriculum where we actually go through it. You know, particularly as you get older in high school, you know, you go through uh, dating date rate, well, potential, you know, defending yourself against date, date rate. Different curriculums, different titles for every physical education class, you know, and, uh, yeah, should it be something that's discussed in the house? Absolutely. Like I said, we've discussed it for how long? Like I said, since you was two or three years old, you know, always be aware of your to say it's ad nauseum, right? So it's just kind of, it, it's just part of what you just hear every day the moment you leave that house. They're written on the board by the door. Always be aware of your surroundings, do your job, right? We've always done that. And it's just a part of what you should just kind of adapt, okay? My dad taught me how to survive in the streets, whether it makes it, we got family in Boston, all over the country. And I got friends in all over the country, D.C., Atlanta, Chicago. And you got friends and family in Chicago. And Chicago is just, you know, you got to know how to move in Chicago. It's about knowing how to move and just being aware of what's going on. You don't have to walk up, you certainly don't have to present yourself with your chest out, looking for challenges and all comers, you know? Yeah. But you can certainly, like I said, always be aware, that, like I said, that, Something that, I mean, they teach you at a very young age, right? You know, one of these things that don't belong here. You know, you're not profiling anybody because profiling is kind of a negative term. And, you know, you're not trying to profile, but you just want to take note. Because once again, 
every the majority. You, know, you can go back to your studies, his FBI studies, his data. There's a lot of thing out there. There's a lot of material out there, and a lot of these individuals who are incarcerated who have actually killed people. Uh, unfortunately, they all said the same thing. Once again, my victim was not paying attention. It was easy. It was an opportunity. There were people that then they'll, they'll say, "Well, why did you why did you kill that person? Or why did you assault that person as opposed to this person?" Well, that person looked me in the eye. That's all it takes. Just being that, making that eye contact for a second can save your life. Once again, not looking for a problem, but just kind of glance. A glance can actually save your life. Like, you know, just stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, it's important. You know, and it should be discussed a lot of folks in people's homes. You know, I know, like I said, you're my only son. So we made it a point. I was my, my dad's only son. He made it a point that I had to learn how to survive and move in the street. Which streets to go into, which individuals to deal with. You know, I had plenty of friends of mine who were to this day, I'm 53. I still get friends that are still a part, part of that street life at 53, in and out of jail. You know, did, did you know, state bids, bed bids. You know, I, lo I love them as friends, but we can only have our conversations can only go so far. You know, and uh, but I still love them. But they, they, they just they embrace the street life. God bless. It comes with a heavy penalty. Now, we hope you enjoyed listening or watching today's episode. Again, feel free to like the video and leave a comment down below with any suggestions as we always read the comments and any feedback we receive. And also, again, make sure to follow all of our socials to stay up to date. Those will be linked below down in the description. And now we thank you for tuning in and we hope you all have a lovely day and an awesome week. And until next time.